think it can happen to you. Violent collision kills two people outside Tampa International Airport. An alleged road rage attack rips three families apart. Tonight, we're learning about the boys who were killed. Prosecutors are going to pursue charges against people who are texting while driving. That's right, this DUI and murder suspect could get life in prison if convicted. You don't think it can happen to you. See, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. When the sands of time will run out within your hourglass. New at 10, a hit and run caught on video, and now a teenager and his family are looking for the driver who took off. He was a victim of a distracted driver hitting the road while riding his motorcycle going 65 miles per hour. He nearly lost his life. Now on a crusade to help save lives and prevent someone else from becoming a victim, the creator of DistractedDriversBusted.com and now the host of this podcast, it's Howard Drescher. All right, welcome, welcome to another show. Welcome to DistractedDriversBusted.com, the podcast show. I am your host, Howard Drescher, the creator of DistractedDriversBusted.com, and of course now this podcast show. You can follow me on Twitter at DistractedDBTV, at DistractedDBTV, and of course Facebook is DistractedDB, and you can get this show along with other shows over the past six years on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Google Podcasts. Just type in the keyword DistractedDB. We're going to jump right into it today. First off, I want to say everybody, it's the day after the election. I believe we've all survived it. Again, not a political show. Don't want to go down that road. But I will tell you, I did stay up a little bit late last night trying to get some results. Not so much about the presidential election, but I did try to find out more about the California propositions and the measures that they have. It's so confusing. It is so confusing. I'm just going to have to wait another day or two before I totally figure it out. I'm just hoping in the end results, we don't end up paying higher gas prices and we don't get taxed to, you know, end up giving my whole paycheck to the tax people. It's just ridiculous. Uh, it seems like it's getting that way. All right. So today we have a very special guest, uh, Pam O'Donnell. She uh, had a wonderful life. And she has a wonderful life, I should say. And in 2014, something happened to her personally. Uh, but I'll let her get into that. She recovered from that. And then about a year, year and a half later, well, 2015, she, she sailed through her and her family. They were enjoying life, a new lease on life, if you will. And then... The inevitable happened, 2015. 2015. It's a day that turned her life inside out, upside down, and became the darkest day in her life. And yet, every day, I can imagine that it is still the darkest day. You never forget certain days. Certain things in your life you'd never forget. And I believe the day 
where Pam O'Donnell, she'll never forget. She's going to tell us when that is. And I got to tell you, it is mind-blowing. Her life story is mind-blowing. But yet, she's a strong survivor. Not only did she survive something that personally happened to her, but then something that happened to her family. She's a fighter. She's hanging in there. She's strong. She's a very strong advocate against distracted drivers, drunk drivers, and drivers that, well, are under the influence. But we're going to let her talk about that. You're listening to DistractedDriversBusted.com, the podcast show. When we come back, my special guest, Pam O'Donnell. You got got to hear her story. It is mind-blowing. We'll be back right after this. You are listening to the DistractedDrivers.com podcast. We'll be right back. Honey, are you ready to go to the party? We're late. Uh, what? Yeah, don't worry. I'll, I'll be ready in five minutes, babe. Really? Can you get off the phone? I'm already ready. We're going to be late. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't worry. I'm almost done. Uh, we'll, we'll... Let's go. Come on. Okay, honey. Let's go. Can you be ready next time? I feel like I'm always ragging on you to get ready for these types of parties. Yeah. Isn't the man supposed to be waiting on the lady yeah, anyway? I'm, I'm sorry, babe. I, I know I say this all the time, but I, I promise. Next time, I really, 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 really promise next time I'll be ready, and I'll be ready to go by the time you get home. Gosh. Uh, oh, uh, let me see who that is. I'm waiting to see if my friend is actually going to be at this no. party. Leave your phone alone. You know that scared me last time. You nearly hit someone walking in a crosswalk. What? No, you're crazy. Look, what? I told you don't tell me what to do. I got this. Stop the car. Stop it now. I... I just can't be with someone who doesn't care about my life, not to mention their own. Uh, babe, wait, wait, come back. Uh, this, this isn't happening, is it? Wake up and text. Text and eat. Mm-mm. Text and catch the bus. Text and miss your stop. Wait, 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 wait. Text and be late to work. Sorry, I'm late. Text and work. Text and pretend to work. Text and act surprised when someone calls you out for not working. <clears throat> Who, me? Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. Ugh. Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Ugh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Now, back to the DistractedDrivers.com podcast. All right, welcome back to DistractedDriversBusted.com, the podcast show. Again, I am your host, Howard Drescher, the creator of DistractedDriversBusted.com, and of course, now this podcast show. You can get the show on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Google Podcasts. 
just type in the keyword distracted db okay this time of year is kind of rough this is kind of rough for a lot of reasons for a lot of people for multiple different reasons and my guest today pam o'donnell she's battled through a lot of stuff and as far as what i can tell right now she seems to be one of five many of the strongest women that i've known because something happened in her life before we get a chance to talk about what she's here for on the show something happened to her maybe a year before what we're going to talk about with her pam welcome yeah. to distracted drivers busted how are you thank you for having me i'm fine how are you I'm doing good. So something happened to you a little before what you what you're on the show to talk about. You faced something right. in your life. You battled through that. You had the support that you needed and how are you feeling today? I'm doing okay. Uh so far so good. Um back in 2014 mm -hmm. On Mother's Day weekend, I was diagnosed with nasopharyngeal carcinoma, which is an extremely rare head and neck cancer. Okay. Um, I was spent the, from May to December in the local hospital. Right. I was given my last rites four times. Oh, wow. I had my husband and my two little girls, Allie and Bridget, uh, by my side the whole step of the way. Um, and unfortunately, the doctors told me that I wasn't going to survive. And we had to prepare my husband and my two little girls and tell them that mommy's not going to be here anymore. Right. And um, we did that four different times. And every time we did it, I would miraculously bounce back. And seven months to the day mm -hmm. on December 10th of 2014, my oncologist, uh, declared me cancer-free. Oh, that's and awesome. And to this day, he still has absolutely no idea how I beat it, why I'm here. I wasn't supposed to be here. I was supposed to be dead. Um, my It was supposed to be my husband and my two little girls, and we right. were prepared for that. Right. Four times. Four times, yep. And they right now have no clue what, like, Somebody waved a magic wand. Maybe God raised his hand over your body, took care of whatever the the cancer was, and, and you're healed. Right. And you guys are I'm feeling good. Here. Yeah, I'm feeling good. But mm -hmm. it's it's a battle. It's, it's a worry every day yeah. because the rate of it coming back is very high. Okay. And um, it's, uh, it's a very rare cancer. So it, it's, you know, it, and my doctor calls me an anomaly. Hmm. He just doesn't understand how it happened or why I'm here. Okay. So with that said, you and the family now are feeling good. And yeah. then something happened right. that should not happen and should not have happened. And it shouldn't happen to anyone. Exactly. What day did that happen and what year? Okay. Uh, 2014, I was diagnosed as cancer-free. 
the entire year of 2015. We had the greatest year of our life. You know, we had a second lease on life. The family of four was going to go on. We're going to grow old together, watch our girls get married, have kids of their own. And then on February 22nd of 2016, on a routine trip home from work, both my husband, Tim, and my five-year-old daughter, Bridget, were killed in a 100% preventable car crash that was started by an impaired driver that drove for miles and miles through Manhattan into New Jersey via the Holland Tunnel. Right. My husband was at a toll plaza on the New Jersey Turnpike. My daughter was safely strapped in her car seat right behind him, as she should be. He was stopped. His car was not moving. He was getting the ticket from the toll plaza. And this impaired driver came in at 55 miles per hour through a five-mile-per-hour zone and propelled them into oncoming traffic. Oh, my goodness. So they, I lost half of my family just a year after fighting for my life for my family. Hmm. So the driver was drunk. He uh, was impaired. impaired. Uh, he was on at, drugs, yes. Yeah, impaired at least. With yes. that said, did he run? Did he stay? Was he able to run? Did he no, get he out? No, he was not able to run. He stayed. Uh, ironically, some of the first responders that were there were my husband's former students. He was a high school teacher, okay. and there was no way this guy was getting away, whether he wanted to run or not. Hmm. They weren't letting him go. So, And he also uh, he was taken to the hospital, and um, he was arrested two days later. And he's been in jail ever since, and then we had... 104 hearings over three and a half years. 104 hearings over three years? Yep. Yep. 104 hearings. I sat less than 10 feet away from the man that took my husband and my little girl, who were also, you know, not only my husband and my little girl, but they were my caretakers throughout my cancer. And I sat less than 10 feet away from this man for 104 times over a period of three and a half years. We finally went to trial last year, March of 2019. Mm -hmm. It was a five-day trial. He has shown absolutely no remorse and has taken absolutely no responsibility for his actions whatsoever. He was found guilty. Mm -hmm. um, And then we did sentencing... Two months later, actually May 23rd of 2019, was when I was giving the biggest speech of my life, which was my victim impact statement. Mm -hmm. And he was sentenced to 37 years in prison. But when you break it down, it's only 18 and a half for my husband and 18 and and a half for my five-year-old. So, there, you know, in my head, there really is no justice. Right. Um, There never could be. No, there shouldn't be either. I mean, I mean, there should be a lot of justice on your behalf. Nothing for him. He should be in jail for life. Right. That's why. And I he say. will be. He was thirty-six years old when it happened. This wasn't a you know a kid that just got their permit, or you know a twenty-one-year-old 
This was a 36-year-old adult that had multiple priors. And had he been in jail the first time around, you and I may not be speaking right now. Now, have, has, have you went and addressed this with, obviously, your senator, your congressman, or somebody in the political arena to try to get a nationwide database where if you get a ticket, you are on a no-drive list or you get your license pulled from you, you should not be able to go from one place to another to get a license or even end up with a license. Right. Um, I did contact several different politicians. Um, the thing about the licenses is whether or not they're on a no-drive uh, list or anything like that, they're going to drive anyway. Yeah. So they're, I mean, people are driving without a license, whether they're supposed to or not, you know, on a suspended license. What yeah. was explained to me through a senator from New Jersey and his office was that the DMV, the Division of Motor Vehicle, mm -hmm. is its own entity in every state. And that is why there is not a, you know, countrywide or federal mandate across the board Uh that the DMV are the ones that mandate the fines, the penalties, the punishments, uh, the mm. suspension lists, and each DMV in each state, they have their own issues and they take care of it for their own state. Personally, I think it should be a federal issue. Yes. Uh, approximately 40,000 people die on a United States roadway every year in 100% preventable car crashes whether it's impaired, trunk, texting and driving, and there is no federal mandate. And that's, it's very hard to talk to senators and politicians. I sadly find that unless it happens to them, mm -hmm. it, it's very hard to even get an appointment with them. Uh, you know, I, I have brought that up on my show before that I said, we talk about it, we preach about it, but yep. unless it happens to, and God forbid, a politician, senator, congressman, somebody who has the power to put a bill in front of you like the next day, if it doesn't happen to any of their family, it's like, well, it's a state issue. But if it's something right. happened to one of theirs, guaranteed it'd be pushed to be a federal issue within hours. Exactly. I am on the same page as you are with that. That is my true belief. Hmm. I see. Okay, so you, you've you been doing a lot of different things since this. And I know that this time of the year is, is rough for a lot of people. But you seem right. to be one of the strongest people I know. Wow. Um, thank, thank you for saying that. And I, I, I struggle when people say that to me because mm -hmm. I just, I'm just a mom yeah. and I do have another daughter and I refuse to let my husband and daughter that past die mm -hmm. in vain. Right. And I also want the daughter that is here. I want to be the example for her. Um, cause unfortunately I do see a lot of people, you know, will use their tragedy and expect things just handed to them. Hmm. Um, and I don't want my daughter ever using the excuse, well, 
my father and my sister died, so you owe me this, or I should get that, or, you know, I don't spoil her. She needs to work for what she gets. I have to set the example. I could never fill my husband's shoes. He was an amazing man. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's sad because she has to worry about the cancer coming back. Yeah. And now with COVID, I have absolutely no immune system. So if I get sick, hmm. there is a good chance that I may not make it. And because of the events of February of 2016, my child could very well end up parentless. And yeah. somebody very wise and, and, and said to me, everything affects everyone, whether you know it or not. So the choices this person made, and it was a choice, and I wish we could get more of the media to stop using the word accident. Yes, it I is agree. a choice when you choose to drink and drive, when you choose to do drugs and drive, when you choose to use your phone and drive. That is a choice that he did not have to make, and he did. And we don't get the airtime that other, you know, like I said, 40,000 people die every year on a United States roadway. But we don't get the big-time news town halls. You know, whether it's Fox News or CNN or a 2020 special or Dateline, we need to get this out, get the message out. So I ended up forming a nonprofit organization Mm -hmm. called the Catch You Later Foundation in memory of my husband and daughter. It started out with just giving out scholarships in their memory. And then it sparked into... Now I go out and advocate. Now I go to high schools and I share my story because, you know, I I partnered up with AAA Northeast. I'm part of the National Safety Council Survivor Advocate Program. Mm -hmm. And there are so many statistics. There are so many databases of statistics. But you very rarely hear of what happened to the family left behind. You see the headlines in the newspaper you know, science teacher and five-year-old daughter die in a car crash, and then that's it. And this is now, we will be hitting the fifth-year anniversary coming this February. And you never hear of the struggle that nobody, you sounded surprised as well. It was 104 hearings of going to court, three and a half years. People seem to think there's a misguided notion that it is a law and order episode and it happens overnight. Justice does not happen overnight. It is a long, tedious, and extremely painful process to go through. Hmm. And so that's where I come in and what they call me is I'm the consequence or I'm the ramification. And I come in and tell my personal story and what it's done to my daughter, what it does to me. You know, this fifth anniversary is coming up in February, mm-hmm. and at 3.20 p.m. this upcoming February, my daughter will be dead longer than she was alive. And this is a big moment. This is a big, hard realization that I have to come to mm. and I have to deal with. This is a hard one coming up. Yeah. I mean, every day has been hard, but the idea that she was She's going to be dead longer than alive, and her 10th birthday is coming up in December. 
Um, you know, this is not easy. This is no easy road. And I wish more people understood that and took responsibility for themselves. And that goes for pedestrians as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and I get what you're saying. And I believe in everything you're saying. And it's the same thing that I've talked with other victims and I've talked to other, you know, like California Highway Patrol. I've talked to other LAPD. I've talked to doctors. I've talked to lawyers who've seen what the devastation caused. I've talked to yep. lawyers and I've asked for lawyers to, hey, what can we do to help these victims? And it's all about getting the laws passed. It's all about getting right. things done that, but when you talk about 104, you know, times going to court to, for a hearing, that is yeah. ridiculous. It's ridiculous. You could probably rob a bank. Don't anybody try this. You could rob a <laughs> bank and then take the money and put it back and you'd have one or two hearings and you're gone. You take right. somebody's life and it could be 104, it could be 208. Yep. You don't know. There's an imbalance of justice here. Exactly. All right, you're listening to DistractedDriversBusted.com, the podcast show. My special guest today, Pam O'Donnell. Just slightly a year and a half, maybe a year and a half, after she recovered from cancer, the family of four was going to celebrate like no other. It was a good year, 2015. And yep. then tragedy happened. It turned her life inside out, upside down, and it's something that should not have happened. Now, I understand that you have a nonprofit, right? Yes. Let's talk about that for a second. What is the name of the nonprofit, and how do people find you? It is called the Catch You Later Foundation. There is a Facebook page. Our website is www.catchyoulater.org. Mm -hmm. I'm also on Instagram. And we go out and go to high schools, church groups, corporate companies, anybody that will listen. And we share our story with the hopes of changing the narrative of people's thought process behind the wheel of what I call a weapon of mass destruction because it truly is a weapon of mass destruction. Hmm. It has destroyed our lives like I could not believe. And it's, you know, people really do need to hear these stories. And I'm just one of thousands of advocates. And uh, I, I wish we can get more politicians on our side. And it, it's a hard task to do that. Hmm. Yeah, a lot of people don't want to, you know, politicians don't want to dabble in that because it's, not a popular thing to talk about and do. Exactly. All right, Pam, how do people find you also on social media? Just one more time. Let everybody know what's going on. Sure. I am on Facebook. You can look up the Catch You Later Foundation on Facebook. Our website is www.catchyoulater.org. And Instagram, either as Pam O'Donnell or the Catch You Later Foundation. And my, they, anybody can call me at 201-469-7985. And, you know, I'm, I'd be more than happy to talk to anybody. I do virtual presentations and just share my story. And, you know, the more people that we get to, the better it is. And the younger that we get to, the younger the audience, I find, is more intuitive and more interested in what we have to say. 
because sadly, when you talk to a group of, let's say, people that are in their 60s or whatever, they tend to think, well, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. I've been driving around and using my phone, or I grew up drinking and driving and nothing happened to me. But we have to change that narrative. So my goal is to get to as many high school students that are getting their permits and their licenses. And if we can just keep that message, it's like that old proud commercial. If you tell one person and they tell one person and they tell one person, and we just keep that message going, along with the thousands of other advocates, you know, if we all work together, we can move mountains. Oh, I believe so. I believe so. All right, Pam, any last words for any, everybody that's listening to the show? Um, I just want everybody to thank their lucky stars, be grateful for what they have, because you never know how your life can change in seconds. Eyes up, phones down, don't drive distracted, don't drive impaired. You know, there's Uber, Lyft, designated driver, whatever you need to do. Have the courage to intervene. You know, take the keys away. Take the phone away. You have the power to save yourself. You have to speak up. If you don't feel safe, get out of the car. Make that call to 911. Make the authorities known that there's an erratic driver. One of the things that happened to us was the driver drove for miles and nobody called 911. Had somebody made one phone call to 911, my family just may still be here. So it basically, if you see something, say something. I appreciate it. Pam, thanks for being with us here today. And and we're going to reach out to you again. Uh, you know, I don't know when. And we're going to okay. help out the best way we can. You, you, you are like an amazing woman and wow. it's hard to share a story like this i know uh i've talked to several in the last couple of weeks and and we appreciate you being here with us thank you very much for having me i really appreciate the time to speak and and get the message out because it, it's not just about my family it's mm -hmm. about forty thousand other families exactly. and we, we just have to all sit together and, and i firmly believe if we get that message out we can make we can make things happen exactly. we just got to get people on board all right, you're listening to DistractedDriversBusted.com podcast show my special guest, Pam O'Donnell. I want to thank her for being with us here on DistractedDriversBusted.com podcast show. I got to tell you, she is a very strong woman. You cannot deny that. You can't deny that. Remember, I don't want to die today, do you? Don't let anyone take the sands of time within your own hourglass. Until next week, 